trying to control another person's behavior or please them at your own expense will lead to stress and resentment. Um, I gave up trying to please people a long time ago. <laughs> About the time I started YouTube channels, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry, everybody's got a different opinion, and I'm just going to be me, and you can like it or not. Right. So um, don't try to please people because it's only going to uh, create resentment. So if you're like, well, maybe if I do everything that Uncle Joe likes, then he'll be nice to me. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> In the meantime, you're miserable. So what good is that? Uh, or if you're trying to control somebody's behavior, you know, say your brother is always doing something at these events that you don't want him to do. Maybe he's drinking too much or maybe he's eating too much or maybe he's eating too loud or maybe he's beating up on your kids or, you know, nephews and sort of thing. Uh, and you don't like that and you try to control his behavior. It's not going to work. It's only going to cause you stress and resentment. You can only control your own behavior. We have the power to change. We control what we think, what we feel, and what we do. You have the ability to respond however you want. If you want to come back at somebody with anger, you can. It's your choice. But think about that ahead of time. How do I want this to turn out? What do I want my outcome to be? And then ask yourself, am I responding in a way that I really want to behave in order to get the outcome that I really want? Take control. One way to do that, if you're having a lot of difficulty with these concepts, is to get some life coaching tools under your belt, and they can help you to develop awareness of your attitude, manage your thoughts, create positive feelings, and improve your relationships. So if this is something that you really want to work on and you need some support, you can use the link in the description box below and schedule a call with me or just visit esofterside.com and look for some of those additional mini courses in there and the ebooks. Here's what we can do to prepare ourselves for our next holiday gathering. Step number one, take responsibility for how we're currently thinking and feeling in within that relationship. Think about who you're going to encounter at the next holiday event and how you feel about each one of those relationships and how you respond and what you can do to make it an even better relationship. Step number two, choosing your response. Decide who you want to be in the relationship with this person. How do you choose to think, feel, and act? If you go into the relationship, go into the conversation, go into the encounter with a positive attitude, expecting a positive outcome, and prepared to be a positive influence on the people around you, it's going to go much better than if you come into it with, oh, here we go again, oh my God. <laughs> Right. Or if you're trying to avoid the person because, you know, oh, they always do this or say this and it really sets me off. So I don't want to be around them. Just prepare yourself instead. And then when they do that or say that, you'll know how you want to handle it because you've thought about it in advance. Number three, freedom. 
Know that the other people have the freedom to be who they are, do what they want to do at all times. We have no control over other people. So if they're doing stuff we really don't like, we just have to say to ourselves, that's their deal. It's got nothing to do with me. And uh, understand that you have that same freedom. And if you decide, you know what, this is, this is not a situation I choose to be in, I'm going to remove myself. You can do that. That is your choice. You have that freedom. Or if you want to uh, make suggestions or requests, you can do that as well. Just don't expect them to come through on them. Enjoy it if they do. Lose the excuses. Their behavior doesn't mean anything until I make it mean something. So you again, if somebody's doing something that uh, makes you feel upset, you can't say, they upset me. Because what happened was they did something, you interpreted their behavior in a way that was upsetting for you. You could have just as easily interpreted their behavior as, huh, look at that, isn't that funny? That's strange. Hmm. And then let it go uh, instead of being upset about it. None of it has any effect on you until you allow it, right? Absolutely. So try to step back and be an observer. Observe and try to understand their situation or motivation. Hmm, I wonder why Uncle Joe drinks so much. I wonder why Aunt Mary um, never talks to anybody. I wonder why, you know, think about it, their motivations and why they do the things they do. And how you can best be in their presence as a positive influence. Here's a thought model. Here's the circumstance. It's Thanksgiving. Where did Where? you get that turkey? <laughs> you like that? Yeah, it's a great turkey. Uh, the circumstance, it's Thanksgiving, and you're with your family and friends and whoever at Thanksgiving. And the thought that you're having is, this person always behaves badly. The feeling caused by that thought, dread. I don't want to be around that person or just worried that they're going to say something that's going to set you off. And now you've set yourself up to be offended very easily, right? Um, your action would be either to avoid that, avoid that person, argue with that person, Blame that person for how they make you feel or gossip about them behind their back. And then the result of that is there's bad behavior all around. You know, you're presenting as much bad behavior as you perceive that they are. So bad behavior plus bad behavior equals bad situation. What can we do instead? So this, again, the same circumstance. It's Thanksgiving. And the thought that you're having is, I choose to have fun, healthy relationships with everybody here. That's a great thought to have. It's also acknowledging that you're taking responsibility and you're making that choice. The feeling might be anticipation. Ooh, I wonder what fun we're going to have today. I'm so looking forward to it. The action will be loving kindness because you're all ready to have fun with these people and enjoy their company and talk to them and hear about what they've been doing all year. And you come into it with that attitude, you're going to get that attitude reflected back to you. 
So your result will be fun, healthy relationships. When did you drop? <laughs> My cough dropped. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay for now. So the idea is to prepare yourself. When you know one of these situations is coming up, choose the relationships that need the most work, whether that's Uncle Joe or Aunt Susie or your sister or your brother or a cousin, somebody you know who you're going to come into contact with and you've never really gotten along well with them. Think about it ahead of time. Choose that relationship to focus on and then sit down, create a list of all the positive things that you can think about that person, all the positive aspects that they present. You know, Uncle Joe, he, uh, he always enjoys playing poker. He enjoys making jokes. He likes to uh, have dessert, whatever it is that you can think about that person that's positive, that makes you feel positive about them. Then write that down. Keep adding to your list until the day of the event and read over it. Visualize a positive encounter with that person. This is like practicing it ahead of time. Okay, I'm going to walk up to them and I'm going to say, Hello, it's so great to see you. How have you been? I've missed you. Tell me about your hobby, your job, your uh, year, whatever it is. You know, plan it out and visualize it, and it's going to go much smoother when it happens for real because you've practiced it. So here's my recommendations. Take responsibility for all of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. If you have a challenging relationship, take responsibility for your part in that. Look for the positive aspects in everyone, right? Even if it's not particularly a challenging relationship, maybe you have a niece or a nephew who you don't talk to very much because they're not a very talkative person. Maybe practice talking with them, asking them questions, um, you know, getting into what's going on in their lives so you can connect more deeply with them. And maybe to uh, think of a positive thing or two of about them, you know, instead of saying, oh, they never put their phone down and they never look at me when I'm talking to them. What can we say nice about them, you know? What can we say positive about them? <clears throat> oh, you know, she's always there. <laughs> Start small if you have to. More will come to you she showed throughout, up. throughout the next yeah. couple of weeks, you know. Uh, I hear that she does really well in school. You know, write that down. Whatever it is that you think is a positive aspect. Decide how you will present yourself. You know, what kind of an outcome do you want? And what's it going to take to get that? I want happy, fun, uh, healthy relationships. What would it take to get there for me to be loving and kind and to express an interest in people? That's all it takes. Uh, practice loving kindness because that always works, right? People always want to be around uh, people who are loving and kind and they, you know, are going to have some more uh, positive responses to that sort of an attitude. And then get support. If, if everything else is failing and it's just not working for you and you can't see your way around, yeah, but, yeah, but... 
when we were in high school together, you know, he used to do this to me all the time and that's not fair. And now I shouldn't be nice to him all of a sudden. That's just not fair. If you're having these issues and you can't get past it, it might be time for some support, some coaching. Better relationships are available starting today. Just get the support you need to improve your relationships and learn the best way to enjoy the transitional journey from where you are now to where you want to be. Just click on the link in the description box below, schedule a coaching call, and we can get started. Now we're going to open up the phone lines. It's 202-815-1171, and here's our prompt for you. What strategies have worked best for you when relating to people with different opinions? So uh, in the chat room we have... You want to go um, to the full screen? Hey, Christy and Douglas. Well, what's weird is Douglas is not only the Facebook room, he's in the um, YouTube He's everywhere. Well. Yeah, he's everywhere. Savoir uh, Along with Jimmy Fasts, uh, Tony Roussi. Tony Roussi. Uh, who finally realized he feels like he rubs people the wrong way all the time. Hmm. So he knows what to do with it now. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, just, just come at it with um, a better, with a better, with a more positive. He says attitude. Toby is sounding like he's still under the thunderstorm. I am under the weather. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "What's a what's a white buffalo gift?" Oh, a white elephant. It's a white elephant gift. Everybody comes to the poker game with a twenty dollar bill, which is the buy in, and a gift that they don't want. And they put we put the basically it's something you have around your house that you no longer use, need, or want. Right. And you would have probably given it to Goodwill or something anyway. Right. You wrap it up like a gift and bring it along. And then so you put twenty dollars in the in the pot, and you put the white elephant gift. And as you're if you're the first. Uh, to be knocked out of the competition of the poker game, uh, you can you pick a white elephant gift. Sounds like fun. So everybody walks nice away. Nice little consolation. Yeah, it's a consolation prize. Sorry you got knocked out. Here's a, here's something to play with. Right. <laughs> you get first choice of the gifties. And I always have, you know, I always have really good stuff. I have stuff that I'm I'm not worried about giving up, and and uh, so people like my white elephants. So. Of course, yeah. It's not like it's yeah. an old phone book. <laughs> Uh, Captain Marvel says, Shelly, I am getting older and my kid now is in their third, my kids now mm-hmm. in their thirties want to tell me what to do. What should I do? They want to tell you what to do. Um, I would listen and then you can say, well, thank you for your opinion. Um, you know, and just acknowledge cause that's all they really want. They want to be acknowledged. They don't care if you actually do what they say. They just want you to acknowledge that they are now grown-ups and uh, that you acknowledge that they're grown-up and they have ideas and they want to be helpful and, uh, you know, just listen. Thank you for your advice. I love you. Um, And then do whatever it is that you choose to do because, you know, it's your life, right? But take it as love, When people give us advice, it's usually because they love us, especially in a family situation. They love us. They want us to live our best lives. Um, They might be saying, you know, here's something maybe you don't know about that might help your life. And, you know, you can always listen and thank them. And even you don't have to do what they say, but it's nice to be acknowledged. What do you think? Um, I think just asking them the question, if even if they don't, so it sounds like uh, 
the children are telling her what to do unsolicited, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to me, that's an indication that they, it needs to be solicited. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And it uh, could be because you're doing that with them. Right. And that's what they're used to. That's your relationship with yeah. them. And another thing you might try, I did this with my son, is how about in this conversation, I don't judge you and you don't judge me or... You know, in in your case, if that doesn't work, you know, uh, you don't tell me what to do. I won't tell you what to do. And we'll just, you know, have a nice conversation. (laughs) And as long as you're presenting it in a positive, I love you kind of a way, I think they would listen. So my experience with it is that when they're telling you something that is unsolicited, it's an indication that in the future it should be solicited, you know. If your daughter walks up to you and says, Dad, I feel like you're getting a little bit too chunky, you know, <laughs> uh, then that's an indication that you should be asking in other oca- on other occasions, so do you feel like I'm a healthy person or, and have that conversation? Mm. Uh, because once they get into their 30s, they all have opinions, mm-hmm. right? And they want to express those opinions, and so it leads to conversations. And, and it leads sometimes to some of the most... Uh, conversationally intimate moments that you're going to be experiencing in your life. You know, when you sit down and talk seriously. I love having kids in the car because they just start asking questions mm-hmm. about their lives. And it's amazing how open and free they are. And I always finish it uh, with, um, do you want to know anything about me? You know, or what do you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. And uh, more often they... Uh, or not the answer like, Dad, you're an open book. We know everything about you. <laughs> it's pretty true. Yeah. You just I mean, tell even everybody. the people on YouTube know everything yeah, about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have any problem talking about yourself, yeah. Dad. You know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Which is nice. I, I mean, I appreciate that. Well, I think I don't part have, of it. You know, I love that I don't have to dig all this information out and ask a million questions. You just, here's what's here's, going on. Here's what's going on. <laughs> here's what I'm feeling. Um but it's really cute because they're not constructed the same way. Uh, so you have to ask them. And, and I've never had a problem, you know. Did you open the phone lines? I forgot to ask. I, I did open okay. it. We're not, phone lines uh, are open. Sorry. Uh, Captain Marvel says thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Just give it, a, give it a, a, I guess, come at it in a new way. Instead of being offended that they told you what to do, just look at it as they love you and they want to help you. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's an indication. As a matter of fact, you, it's actually better that they're trying to help you than they're just ignoring you and letting you collapse on your own because that's an indication they don't care anymore. You know? Yeah. Like, eh, guy's a drug addict. Let him be a drug addict. Mm. You know? Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And got anything else you want to add? Well, no, it was a good show. So keep healthy. <laughs> Drink plenty of fluids. Get your vitamin C and uh, stay healthy. Don't Zycam, Theraflu, you know, Don't want to take your germs off to Thanksgiving. And prepare yourself for a wonderful, happy, healthy holiday. And thank you so much for being here, for all your comments in the chat room, for uh, taking the time out to be with us today. And for the softer side, I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Yunus. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterside.com. 
Hello and welcome to the softer side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you the softer side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is Thanksgiving with family and relationship challenges. Sometimes uh, when we're going off to holidays, as we will be in the next couple of weeks, uh, we meet up with some relatives or family members who can kind of rub us the wrong way. They're a little bit of a challenge to be around, either because they have strong opinions that we don't agree with, or sometimes they just kind of prod people to get a reaction. And we need to know how best to deal with that type of situation so that we can still have a fun day and, you know, reduce the stress of the event. Happy Thanksgiving! Thanksgiving is coming up in just under two weeks, and sometimes we run into some people who are difficult to be around. A lot of times um, we have family members that we don't live around who have very different opinions than we do, and they like to share them at the dinner table or before or after the meal. And we need to know what we can do about that to make it a more pleasant event for everybody. So it's all relative. Get it? Relative. Huh? Relative. Huh? <laughs> Shoot first and ask questions. Later. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a relationship challenging is our thoughts and our judgment about it. <clears throat> so if you have a particular uncle who's always prodded and poked at you uh, verbally to get a reaction out of you, and you know that that's coming up, maybe we want to see how am I thinking about this person? You know, is it causing me dread to think about having to talk with them? Or it, is, that, is it going to be fun? You know, take a look at your thoughts and decide what is it that you're thinking. Just notice. Notice what comes to mind when you think about that relationship. And is it all negative? Or can you find positives in that? What about you? Um, what makes a relationship challenging for me? Mm-hmm. It, well, I suppose it's my intolerance. Right? <laughs> it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. I don't tolerate stupidity well. I don't tar- t- uh, tolerate debate for the sake of argument well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't uh, tolerate uninformed judgments well. Um, so for the most part, I try to avoid people like that. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, uh, my family, the majority of my family members tend to be of the same political stripe, mm-hmm. um, tend to be of the same kind of position on finances and tend to, tend to be open when it comes to religion. So you, you can choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And those tend to be uh, the other than, you know, married couples and, their, and issues uh, related to their sexuality. In a family, the three areas of concern or disagreement can be politics, religion, and finances. 
And um, like I said, thankfully, for the most part, we've, we've uh, you know, there are new in-laws that are different politically, but we know not to bug them and, you know, make it a big deal about it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own conversations. Um, and a lot of, a lot of, I don't know, any possible consternation that could be created comes out at the poker table. So, like, the poker table is a great equalizer, like... You know, you get to be you get to be somebody else for a while, and sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had a chance at winning, which tells you, you know, it's a very egalitarian kind of exercise. It's a great equalizer because hmm. it's the cards. Well, that's interesting because when I play cards with my family, mm-hmm. it gets into this uh, who can whine the most about losing thing, <laughs> and I tend to join in because that's just the people I was brought up yeah, with. This yeah. is how we are. And it takes a real effort for me to not do that. Yeah. You know, is to enjoy the game, mm-hmm. enjoy the time with my family rather than uh, worrying about whether I'm winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's contagious. When one person starts whining about oh, their you, cards, then, you know, the it catches do. on. Yeah. Right. I think... Uh, so there's a couple of things that happen. Uh, none of us are big drinkers, so nobody's drinking during the card game for fear of putting yourself at a disadvantage. Uh, secondly, uh, I just think that uh, they enjoy each other's company so much that whether they lose or not, and we're not playing for big money. The buy-in to the poker game is twenty bucks, you know. So it's not it's not like it's going to break anybody to get in, and it's, you know, it's not going to be a big pain. Um, plus, we're all required to bring a, a a white elephant gift. Mm-hmm. So the minute you're you're you you lose and you're out of the game, you can pick one of the white elephant gifts oh. as kind of a consolation well, prize. Well, that's cute. I yeah, like that. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, but for us, it's it's always been a um, you know the kids as they were growing up knew I loved playing poker and they all wanted to learn. So now it's become as when we get together for family as a family, we work hard to try and try to fit a poker game in. So. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And and the in-laws have now, you know, they want to participate and be part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't have any. Uh, so all my in-laws are sons right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sons-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the ones you're in contact with. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that a fact? It's important that we separate out the facts of the circumstance with our thoughts and feelings about the circumstance. Factual would mean that every person would agree in detail. You know, oh, that grandpa is so wrong about, you know, politics. Well, not everybody would agree with that. So that's a thought. Uh, grandpa believes this. Okay, that that could be a circumstance. But the way you feel about how he is is all the ball in your court at that point. Another's behavior within a relationship is completely neutral. You can view it any way you choose to view it. That's your choice. So why are you choosing to think this way, any negative way about any relationship? You have the choice of what to think about any relationship. You can always choose the positive way. Do you ever do that? Do you ever... You do that a lot. What? Um, you've told me about people in your past that 
that uh, nobody liked that person, nobody got along with that person, so you took it as a challenge to be their friend and to be helpful to them. Uh, uh, helpful in the sense that I gave them options. I didn't want everybody to think that they were just terrible people. Poor, I'm, I'll never forget this guy. I, worked, I was uh, on a contracting job for Martin Marietta Data Systems, and uh, the guy's name was Lynn. He wore clip-on ties, white short sleeve shirts, had a pocket protector, smoked, but he had a 25th anniversary Corvette. And he kept that core. He was he loved that core. He lived like for that Dwight Corvette. Dwight Schrute from yeah. the office. Yeah. He <laughs> While lived, he was smoking. <laughs> uh, he lived for that Corvette. And and he was the kind of guy that would come up to your cubicle and lean on the cubicle with a cigarette. This was when people could still smoke. With a cigarette and just talk for hours. Mm. Mostly about his Corvette. Mm. His twenty fifth anniversary Corvette. And everybody to some extent hated poor Lynn. And um, we were, they asked us to, to uh, move out of our cubicles, and they wanted us to move to offices around the cubicle section because they were moving new people. And each office was supposed to hold two people, and nobody wanted to be with Lynn. So I decided I'd, I'd go in with him, and I'd kind of make friends with him and listen to his Corvette conversations and try to help him. You know, it's, so there's a mutually beneficial kind of thing here. One was to kind of give him a place to be who he was without making fun of him or teasing him. Another thing was to kind of uh, mold him into somebody that was tolerable to uh, other people. A little you know? Pygmalion going on. Yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of shift him around and have the conversation. And maybe if you smoked less around people because yeah. people don't like, you know, right. we were going through that period. This is probably the late 80s where we were oh. going through the period yeah. Where people could still smoke any place they wanted, but mm. but it, pe other people were finding it intolerable, mm -hmm. uh, and they wouldn't say anything. They just wouldn't hang around you, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'd, th I'd say that, and I'd say, well, maybe if you could ask them about what their specific hobbies are, their interests are, and stop talking about your twenty. We've heard everything we need to hear about that twenty-fifth <laughs> anniversary Corvette, you know. Yeah. And um, and so he he made he did make some changes, you mm. know. Um, he had a little, it had one of those thin little 1940s yeah. mustache. Uh -huh. And I said, you need to make a choice about that mustache. <laughs> Either turn it into, I would have it's used John Bolton. Junior, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I would have used John, had John, had I known about John Bolton, I would yeah. say, either you make that a John Bolton mustache <laughs> or shave that thing off, that ugly thing off your face. Cause right yeah. now it just looks like a kind of dead caterpillar to hang, yeah. hang on there. So, And he would make changes. He would listen to me. And I think he listened to me because he felt like I was being honest with him and that I wasn't making fun of him. I was just trying to help him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we made the, he and he made progress with the rest of the people. So. so you always were aware that you could make a choice. Hey, Mom. Mom? <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> we're not talking about moms today, Noah. <laughs> Mom's in the room. Mom's in the room. <laughs> um, so... You always knew that you could make a choice of how to feel about people. Uh, I can either feel positive or negative about this person. I have it. I have that choice, and you always took that responsibility onto yourself. And, and uh, for the most part, um, I would prefer to feel positive about people than uh, negative. You know, it just doesn't make for a better life. The more that you can feel positive about people, the more I feel like people will feel positive about you. Mm -hmm. And and it's just That's some true. of that. That karma out mm -hmm. there that if people can see that you're 
um, you know, forgiving and thoughtful and willing to accept other people's idiosyncrasies, they might accept those about you, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know necessarily that's a you know, rule of the universe, but it seems to have performed in, in that way. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's important that we accept and understand that the other person cannot control your feelings. So uh, it is incorrect to say, uh, they made me mad. No. They said something that in, you interpreted in such a way that you made, that you got mad from what you thought about what they said. You know, and that can happen a lot if we already have a negative attitude going into the conversation. Uh, Avoiding the person will not help you improve. A lot of times, uh, in the grand scheme of things, people come into our lives to teach us things. It might be to teach us uh, how to get along with somebody who has a very different opinion than us. It might be to teach us to get uh, to create a better relationship with somebody who we've always had challenging times with. So if you can look at it that way and you can say about this person in your mind, who am I having this difficult relationship with? What can they teach me? What can this relationship teach me? How can I grow from this situation? How can I improve this relationship? What can I do to make it better? Uh, When you come at it from that direction, you are going to have a much more positive observer type attitude, and you're not going to be so uh, easily triggered. 